Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back from New York. Yeah. <laughs> Thank How you. How was it, by the way? You have a good time? It was really good, actually. Yeah. Um, good. Saw a lot of family that I haven't seen in a while. I got to see my niece, who's now st- way too old. It's just not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> um, she's quite literally in the same position now that I was in when she was born. And it's a weird way to look at it. I'm like, I, I was like the same age as you. And now you're with your niece and... God damn it. What the hell? <laughs> Fuck you time. You old. You old. <laughs> I was a cruel mistress. Yes. Yeah. So had some fun. So had plenty of laughs. Had plenty of drink. Lots of drink. Because that's what you do when you visit Obviously. family. Mm-hmm. Um, had to have some real New York pizza and wings. Oh. Because that's what everybody wanted to eat. I'm like, isn't this what you always eat? I can't remember. I've definitely had pizza in New York, but I can't remember what that's like. So I'll have to go back. Mm. Well, everyone was asking me about like chicken wings. And I'm like, what about chicken wings? Mm-hmm. They're like, have you have you seen if they gotten really expensive? Like, I don't know. I don't really eat chicken wings that often in Texas. Yeah. And I'm like, there's wing places like Wingstop and Buffalo Wild Wings, but I don't frequent them often. Whereas on the inverse in New York, Every other restaurant on the corner is a mom and pop pizzeria, and their main foods is pizza and chicken wings. Oh, I don't want to okay. Make this, uh, make this controversial then. Which one's the best? Which yeah, which wait wait, wait uh, like pizza versus chicken? Wings? Pizza and chicken? No, wings? which which pizza place in New York? <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, well, they okay, all they question. all know who's the best. They are because they all have that sign saying the best <laughs> in their. Oh window. yeah, yeah, the best pizza in <laughs> the New best York. Pizza yeah, in New York you know the number yeah, one pizza the number already. one chicken wing um, what's great about like american and i think i've mentioned, mentioned this on the podcast before what's great about american marketing is that you can call out your competitor mm. mcdonald's better than wendy's like you're not allowed oh, to yeah. do that here in in our really? yeah you can't you That's can't do that here no you can't like yeah even guerrilla marketing is not is really frowned upon mm-hmm. I, mm. is it just here like the sign wars thing have you seen that yeah, with the, with the guys that flip out flipping signs and stuff. No, no, no. The way like um, so you know places will have their oh. their signs up, and then underneath yes. it, it'll have like their specials or whatnot. But now yes. they like will target their signs at other restaurants that are in the neighborhood, and yeah, like call each other out and stuff. That's definitely an American thing. That's not in Ireland or the UK. Yeah. So I mean, as far as chicken wings go, there was a place there in New York that I used to go to called the Italian Chef, and they had really good grilled wings that were like really yummy and like they had that char on them so they were a little extra crispy Uh, which is mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. that place was closed when i went back though and i was like oh they also had my favorite chicken wing pizza 
which is pizza with chicken wings on. <laughs> which that <laughs> I was best. actually gonna say. I was like, if they sell bones and all, and because that would be just pain no, in the ass. No, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, it would be very difficult imagine? to eat. Yeah, yeah. I no, wouldn't mind trying chicken wing pizza though. That sounds good. So good. I'll make it. I might. Oh, mm. nice. Yeah, so it, will you ship that to Ireland or are we coming to Texas? Like what's happening there? <laughs> whichever happens first. Like I come okay, here, you fair. come here. Mm-hmm. I okay, mean, since we're doing okay. the replayer podcast and we have Adam joining us back for the first time. Welcome everybody to the replayer podcast. Oh. Hello. And Hi. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Hello. Adam is super stoked to be here. I can tell. Absolutely. Adam is very <laughs> stoic sometimes, though. I feel like you're very happy, but you're just more like a happy on the inside. This is why yeah. the, this is why Adam and I have a bromance on the internet. That's absolutely that's the truth of it. Yeah. Because there's definitely we both have that like this is Can't so you exciting. See? Like this I is I am so riveting. fucking happy right now. This is <laughs> over the moon. Yeah. So excited do you have the problem that i have where people will look at you and be like what's wrong are you okay yeah. what's and you're just you like, okay nothing this is my face yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you okay what are you asking me are you all right <laughs> do you need any help with something you have that problem where you're trusted in a crisis <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god that is so what are you talking true. about i'm absolutely <laughs> freaking out right now <laughs> yeah yeah i literally every time i'm on a plane if it's an option i get asked to sit in the ex- emergency exit row and i is never say no because you're also tall Just you're also me. very tall yeah i mean it's partly because i'm tall but i think it's that's probably more the reason <laughs> yeah. but i won't complain because the last flight i had i was flying from charlotte to texas from to houston and I got sat down next to this extremely witty old woman. I will shout her out. I wish I got your name. She was hilarious. I sat next to her a whole five minutes, maybe. Um, and then they asked me if I wanted to move to the emergency exit row. But she was like, uh, would you mind if I sit on the end? Because our seat arrangement had her at the window, me in the middle. Mm-hmm. And she said, if nobody else sits on the end, can, can we switch? I said, absolutely, no problem. And then they sat us, uh, another woman next to us who was twice as wide as me and her put together okay Okay. Uh, and she literally goes well there goes that plan and then she goes ah it's all right once we get to the our our destination they'll just have to mop this aisle and i was like oh (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and i looked down and i was like they probably shouldn't use carpet then Oh my god! I kind of felt bad though. They came over and they're like, "Do you want to go to the emergency exit row?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. I have no problem with that." And it's always the emergency exit row is always a little bigger, which is good for me because I'm yeah, you know, six foot two, and I never have extra leg room. Mm-hmm. I actually had the whole row to myself. Nice. It was great. Dope. Yeah, in uh, Ireland, when we're flying to England from Ireland, you have to pay for your seats. Mm. So you pay for your seats, and then if you want like up front so that you can get off quicker, that's an extra price. And if you want oh, like sure. extra leg room, which is closer to the wings or actually on the wings, then that's an extra price. And I'm like, man, fucking just put us anywhere. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's the so same nice way. It was just random selection. I usually do random, uh, except for like when I look and I know it's a small plane, I try to go for the ones that are at the front. Because yeah. I know they're going to have extra leg room, unless mm-hmm. it's like you have to pay an extra fifty dollars for the seat, and then I'm like, uh, yeah, 
Yes. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm the stingiest person when I travel, though. I'm like, I'm not paying extra for a seat here. I'll just sit in the middle. I don't care. It's basically yeah. comes down to the, do I want to pay the $50 or do I want to fly with my knees pressed up against the seat in front of me and possibly break my shins it whenever the plane the gets turbulence? Well. Yeah, yeah. It depends on how long your flight is as well. Like for us, a flight to England's like 40 minutes. So mm. yeah, that's if you're the, going uh, to somewhere else, you know, different story. Go ahead, Anthony. I guess the concern is that if you go random and then you end up being the pilot. Yeah, that's fair. Hate that. <laughs> Hate the worst. That. I would just be like, let me take a quick moment to review my Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'll be good to go. <laughs> be like, that's great. 80 hours of flight simulation coming <laughs> at you. Let's go. <laughs> Where's the start? Button? Close the doors, Tracy. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> I knew this was on my CV for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, welcome to the Replayer Podcast, everybody. We already kind of did that, but tangents, you know. Um, I've been gone. Uh, I missed last week's uh, episode you of the did. podcast because I was visiting New York for the first time since the wonderful COVID took over uh, everything. Um, and I got to see a lot of my family and listen to my grandmother repeat the COVID, you know, because the of the COVID. Every time, the COVID. She sounds Irish. <laughs> That's what she said. But uh, catch me up. What did I miss? Oh, my God. Absolutely everything and nothing at the same time. Sweet. Uh, now, myself heard... and Erica and Maria had a, had a great time Good. discussing State of Play and uh, several other tangents that were actually more like, they were definitely female topics. Female oriented. Yeah, if you know, like, I mean, and that's not like, I'm not trying to come out to be like, oh, we can only have those conversations. It's more just like, how did we get here? Like, <laughs> how did we end up on a penis discussion? Like, how did this happen? I have cut conversations about makeup from the podcast before, so. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, no, it was great. It was it was a good time with Eric and Maria. And thank you. Thank them for joining me while I was flying solo. Woo. I know. And then everything got up- uploaded on time and stuff. And I was very proud of myself. Good job. And then we had the wonderful uh, Anthony wanted to return to the show and join us again. Thank you for coming back, Anthony. It's been too long. And uh, having me too back. Long, Adam decided to grace us with his face. <laughs> this was real Hello? last minute. We went on a walk and we started talking about the Steam Deck. And I was like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And he's like, um. Yeah, I kind of went on a, a bit of a rant um, about it. Yeah. Well, not a rant as much as it was just like, it's I, such an interesting, like yeah. out of the blue kind I need of product, to hear this. It? I need to hear this rant. I want to know. Go for so it. let's I mean, get into so, that. We'll talk about yeah. the, the Steam Deck. Deck, which anyone who's listening who hasn't heard, <laughs> Steam, the PC gaming distributor industry that is one of the biggest you know, uh, gaming services out there, they decided to make their own Nintendo Switch, essentially. Kind of. So it's a computer in a handheld device that looks like a Switch, but it has some extra fancy bells and whistles. And um, I'll let you, I want to hear what you got to say about this adam but the same yeah i, I suppose it, it's been the, online it's been very positive hasn't it about the mm-hmm. the steam deck probably because i would love to have known when like if this came out or was announced at a different time what would the reception be like the perfect timing of it because of the uh the switch oled model mm. right yeah. and just the backlash of that like that's just the perfect moment for them to announce this and i'm wondering did they jump ahead a little bit like were they it was it initially planned for now because i do have questions uh, around the product that i don't know if 
once it gets into reviewers' hands, I think we'll, all those will be addressed. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, just um, it's such a missed opportunity for Nintendo, I think. And I think out of all the companies, those are the ones that should be shaking a little bit. Um, because with, with Valve themselves, I think Gabe was even saying that he, it's not that they're looking to ship hundreds of these units, right? They're kind of in a position where if you buy one, great. They're just wanting to push that market a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the hoping that other PC manufacturers might jump in on this particular product category. And because uh, they just want to sell more Steam games. Because oh, I imagine... Sure. Game Pass coming up around behind them and stuff is maybe shaking them in the boots a little bit. I wouldn't imagine if it's Epic too putting pressure on them. That too, yeah. I mean, it's coming from all fronts. And then there's rumors of Netflix yeah. wanting to get involved in gaming. Yeah, I just Amazon. It's just everywhere, right? Yeah. Just all these uh, kind of gaming providers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, I think they're just looking at okay, so how can we sell more Steam games? Well, if we have a new product, it you know it influences other companies to get in on that. Um, I suppose my my only concern would it be because I've I've seen a couple of comments where people have been like you know if I got this and uh, I can install like Game Pass on it then this is the ultimate machine yeah right right because it's just taking on the go just doing like the PC version of Game Pass right uh, so my question is is like how easy is that considering it runs Steam OS it's not Windows mm. you can install Windows. You, it, yeah. it so far it seems to be theoret- theoretically you can install Windows because it's a PC, hmm. but it's not no, built in, for in it. In an interview with Valve, um, like yeah. the creators of the Steam Deck, they said that if you want to, you can actually wipe the yeah. Steam Deck and install Windows. Install Windows on it. Yeah. So my um, question would be around the the battery life with this thing. Is that the the current battery sounds to be somewhere within the ballpark of the the Switch? Mm-hmm. Um, but they were saying they were getting maybe four hours with like Portal 2. Yeah. That's not great. I want to know what it runs like Red Dead 2 on it. That's what I want to know. What's the battery yeah. with that? Um, mm-hmm. So if, you know, and this is a, this is a, you know, their operating system that's built around this purely gaming machine. If you put Windows on that, I don't How know what that battery is going to be. I'm sure mm-hmm. docs, it'll be. Totally fine, but that defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how that ends up uh, review-wise. It um, will be interesting to see what modders do with that thing once they get their hands on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, it, it's Absolutely. got a lot of um, interesting capabilities on it. Like, it has, um, like, your cloud-based gaming. So when you're on Steam and you're playing, you can just pick it up from where you left off on your computer, etc. Um, I think it is very fascinating. Like, they, they you can download and sorry you can install um windows mm-hmm. it's recommended that you don't because they're like look the steam os that's on it at the moment works really well it's great for your service and everything like that like you there wouldn't be any need for you to download mac or sorry uh windows <laughs> but you can i'm and sure the that's a cool capability that you could just be like all right because it's a mini PC. It's literally a mini PC. You can add any uh, peripherals that you can attach any of the peripherals that you want yep. to. Um, you can install whatever you want on it, basically. So I think I think that is interesting. And I think, like, I mean, I'm more of a console gamer primarily. I did build my PC to get some more PC games um, experience and stuff. So I would I like that. But I do like the Switch. I still have it here behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy the Switch. But, like, this opens up a lot of things for us now. Um 
you know like playing resident evil 8 for example i mean anthony i'm sure like you're a console gamer as well anthony would you appreciate having something like this do you do you own a switch at all do you have um that kind of console with you do you have a handheld no i um uh, i currently just have the uh, the xbox and the playstation um but it's kind of it's kind of incredible isn't it where the technology is going that you can have I, I believe you can have access to your entire steam library am i right in thinking that? yeah yes yeah the whole steam library. so i mean my steam library consists of like jade empire uh and coconut the inventory so jade empire but the, a classic microsoft game <gasps> wow <laughs> just the idea of, of like the you know steam, the steam library is incredible i, I dare not imagine how many games are available on there and just having access to all that on mm-hmm. the go that's kind of incredible right and that's exactly mm. my point that I made to Adam earlier is that I think this is such a great, um, great idea as well for people who like portable devices, especially like the Switch. You're now going to be opened up to a lot of like indie developers as well that have mm. made games for Steam that are really easily accessible on a PC. But if you don't have a PC or if you're not a PC gamer, then you wouldn't have been exposed to those before. So I feel like this opens up a lot mm. um, for indie developers that are developing for PC and that are not developing for Switch or handhelds. So that's cool yeah and i think think ultimately that is the that's the market for it really um it's kind of like or even with the switch for example like the switch is able to play some um titles that you would think would never be on the switch doom eternal witcher 3 Mm -hmm. for example but realistically the switch can't play those games right if you think about it um the draw distance the frame rate just the overall it's just not a great experience you're paying more for that title on that platform than you are so i think realistically it it will be more for the indie type games um in order for the battery life to be able to uh, sustain uh you know you're not going to play cyberpunk on this thing for example i don't know i would love to see what it does with cyberpunk or witcher 3 because like you said you have those issues with that on on um on the Mm -hmm. switch yeah I'm wondering now, like, what this will look like. Like, what what will Witcher 3 and what Cyberpunk potentially would look like on this handheld? Yeah, I mean, you could do kind of the math, I guess, because it's like one point, was it 1.4 teraflops of GPU power? So that puts it in the ballpark of an Xbox One mm-hmm. yes, or a PS4, right. baseline PS4. Yeah, and they said that they um, worked with... Uh amd right to develop the chip technology for specifically as a mobile platform so you know maybe they found something maybe they got some sort of secret sauce going on there that enables them to get a lot of raw power out of a mobile they call it an ap apu Mm -hmm. you know and they have to i think it has some some, share some of the uh, architecture from the series consoles as well because it's rdna2 i think um, so it will definitely perform really, really well. The issue is battery, right? Because I'm oh, thinking yeah. about like our right. our phones and tablets, for example. Um, we got, like they're way more powerful than the likes of the Switch. Mm-hmm. But the the types of games you can get on your phone are like, I mean, Call of Duty Mobile is probably the most intense game. It's not the best looking, yeah. but it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's still pretty good. But it has the potential to stretch and give us better gaming performances. It's the battery that's holding it back, you know, in order to get decent battery life out of it. Um, so that's the main thing. Like, so I think docked and everything is going to have no issues, but I think it, for the on the go type of gaming, you're probably looking more indie, indie style I mean, games. It also could be more the, um, on the contrary, like I just traveled, I brought my laptop with me. My gaming laptop is a beast. It plays most everything I try to run on it. But if I unplug that thing, 
it's dead in an hour, two hours, mm. depending on what I'm playing. Right. So it's like, is it going to have that same struggle or are they going to look at it? Like I have a gaming laptop, but I pretty much keep it plugged in at all times. So even though it's something on the yeah. go, it might be the kind of thing like, sure, I'm traveling, but I'm going to need like uh, a juice box, you know, a power box to go with me, or I'm going to need a, you know, a USB plug somewhere to plug in and keep it charged up while I'm playing. Granted, that's still a great experience that you can, you know, be at a an airport, you know, as you're waiting for a plane and you're sitting there jamming out on your Steam games while you're, you know, waiting mm-hmm. or you get on the plane now and most planes have power outlets and you can do your thing and it's a much more compact package than my massive laptop. I can barely fit, you know, in the seat with me. So there's that at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um like I think it's it's fantastic that this kind of product is coming along. Um, again, it's it's really to give Nintendo a kick up the arse, and mm-hmm. it's to get other companies into this market as well. I mean, this is such this is the greatest thing about gaming is that like you can never predict what type of platform we're going to be playing on, yeah. Uh, what form it's going to come in. Like, is is the future now this type of thing, or is this uh, this the cloud streaming? Like, it's, we just don't know. We don't know what the future is going to be, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just constantly changing. And and uh, it's interesting to see how these companies react. But I think Nintendo should seriously. The funny thing about Nintendo is this. how they just always kind yeah. of go by the beat of their own drum, and it's hard to pressure them to do much of anything. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. I wanted to mention, like, you brought up Xbox and Game Pass and that, and um, the cool unique thing to me at least with xbox and game pass for the x cloud and the streaming is it's the opposite where they have the ability like because it's streaming you don't have to worry about power to battery life what you have to worry about is uh internet speed and structure Mm, wi-fi stability and yes the beauty of the x cloud gaming is that you can have all the power in the world so you can play you know the biggest games possible on the smallest screen possible. And all you need is your Xbox controller and a phone or a tablet. And you know, the battery is not much of an issue. You don't have to worry about those things, but then you have to worry about Wi-Fi connection. Cause even I did it when I was at the airport, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try giving some cloud gaming a test while I'm at the airport. I brought my Xbox controller with me, synced it up to my phone. I loaded up Minecraft dungeons and I, I played it for a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It had a bit of lag, but this is on airport Wi-Fi too. But I was able to like actually play oh, it, and I was impressive. like, hmm, "This is this is pretty cool. I, I think this is awesome." And I like what Xbox is doing in that department. They're really hammering the play anywhere, play on any device, wherever mm-hmm. it's most suitable for you and most comfortable. Um, and that was I like their approach. Yeah, I was gonna I say like yeah. to your another point you made earlier, Adam. You talked about uh, Valve being open-ended as far as what they're doing with this and that's something yeah it might like you guys were questioning well what if somebody puts windows on it what if they do that and it's like honestly i appreciate and i give respect to vel for saying you can do those things that's Mm -hmm. fine because that's what xbox is doing too they're like we don't care but you Mm -hmm. just play just enjoy and i i think that's a i think that's the way forward because to me that speaks volumes when a company is just like yeah, we just want you to be able to play in the best way possible. Uh, yeah, if you're if, if you're um, really approachable and uh, uh, I suppose what we would say sound, um, mm. people want to hang out with you. Sound. Yeah. 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 For sure. I, I, I think you're right. I think like the customer 
the custom mobility, <laughs> the custom mobility of the item like itself, where you can just be like, nah, you know what? I'm actually going to install my own like software. I'm going to install Windows and set, et cetera. Like, I think that is pretty admirable because you're just giving them like a handheld PC, but I think it's great. I think like there is like um, a, a credit or an image credit of them playing Stardew Valley in mm. like one of their like promotional photos. And I'm like, but that's on the Switch. <laughs> I'm like, could you not mm -hmm. have picked a PC game to market your Well, PC Stardew Valley to... found its fame on Steam, though. True, I do know that. Um, so. But it is available on, like, uh, Nintendo as well. But then, you know, could be could be performing differently as well. Um, you think that's also... Do you think yeah, it's sorry. deliberate as in the, uh, you know, if you own this on Steam, then you have it. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't have to... True. It's not exclusive to Switch on the handheld now. You can have it for... Yeah, us. That's true. That's true. You can like because now that I have it on my PC, if I got this Steam Deck, I can just pick it up and play it. Um, I think that's, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I like it's really it. interesting that they decided to do this because normally what happens is when new consoles come out, everyone's ch chit chatting about the new consoles and everyone's buying them and playing them for a while. Mm -hmm. But three years into a console life cycle a lot of people tend to start switching over to the pc because it's a lot more capable mm -hmm. um so the fact that they've decided to come in here and go into somewhat console style territory is really really interesting yeah and this isn't their first attempt either i mean the, no. this would be their second second right? or third um attempt into getting into console they have the steam controller mm-hmm that was supposed to pair with big screen mode. That was supposed to be a, an app that like you could run on your TV and then you yeah. pair the controller with it. And like the, that did not do well. Like it's obviously like Pagan's like, huh? Like, you know, like yeah, I've never heard, heard of that. Of I've actually never heard of Even if you saw it, you'd still be like, what? <laughs> it's yeah, the most unusual looking controller. It looked like an Xbox <laughs> controller that they removed the th thumbsticks off and then they put on like touch sensor pads. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's another thing about the like the Steam Deck. It's going to have both um, actual analog sticks and touchpads, and Which the I screen think is itself smart. is touchscreen. Yeah, um, yeah, that is interesting. It is very interesting. The design itself seems very interesting. Oh yeah, okay. That was my first thought when I saw it too. Is how is it going to play PC centric games? And then it was like, oh, touchpads. Okay. Yeah. Fair. That, yeah, that is a really interesting design. Huh. I don't know why there's different versions of it though. Like it's um memory or yeah but it's got an expandable sd card slot so why yeah, i think the um, one with bigger memory the one the next one up um it's starting to go into the nvme style it's different type SSD. of memory right yes yeah, so it's faster yeah so that's like your the games will part. load faster and i think yeah that's really it but i agree i would i would if i was going for i absolutely go for the baseline and just just buy like a giant sd card in, SD card in there which is yeah. currently $399 for 64 gigabyte version. And the shipping starts in December and you can place a $5 deposit on it now mm. on Steam, which is currently crashing, like <laughs> crashing the Steam here. right now. Yeah, right. Um, but their highest model is $649 for 512 gigabyte version. And that's also the much faster version of the memory that's installed mm -hmm. too. Yes, that's right. So that it would perform better. Ideally. better yeah. That's loading anyway. Yeah, I mean, for a freaking handheld PC, that's great. That is such good pricing. Yeah, it's insane to get a, a PC down to that size, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, that like, blows my mind. I, I, I can't wait to see the 
inevitable teardowns. Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking the uh, same thing. Come out. Can't wait Seeing for how the how the fan works and uh, you know they take it apart. Yeah, yeah. Are there uh... any issues? What's the uh, I fix it repair score on that thing? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do they also drop things out of planes to see how far you can drop it? No, well, the oh, stuff we watch don't. I know. remember seeing a video of that with the switch when the switch came out. People were like, "How far can we drop this?" And it started oh, with God, like from that? a chair to a ladder to a building, and then they were like flying over <laughs> a, with an airfield with a plane and dropping it straight down. And it, like obviously, it explodes when it hits the ground. Oh my god! <laughs> They're like, me. "Well, it didn't make that." Oh my god! <laughs> kills me. I always feel so sad for like the you know the people who um who are waiting to get yeah. their hands on one of those things and they're being sold out by these yeah. people smashing them on YouTube. Smashing them? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are great. Um, people like blowing things apart on YouTube when other people can't even get them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if like, would you guys get this? I mean, let me start with Anthony. Did you like, would you buy this? Uh, probably not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not at the minute just because of the... The, the fact that I don't, if I had a, like an, an impressive Steam, Steam library already that I've been building over the you know, years, then absolutely. But I've, as I've kind of stayed away from PC gaming, um, I've not really got that back catalog immediately available. Mm. Do you not um, think, though, that this would now open you up to playing more PC games because it would be handheld? So you'd have it more easily accessible to you and you could then buy those steam games the same way that you'd buy your console games now i mean obviously not with uh, game pass because game pass is your subscription service but for playstation for example um you'd still have to buy your games right so would you think that this could potentially open you up or you're not interested potentially in no it it certainly seems like a better way to go forward it's just you know technology scares me (laughs) (laughs) fair enough that is yeah that's fine but um no it certainly seems to be i wouldn't be surprised if it really helps set the trend going forward Mm -hmm. okay um I would love so, yeah, to we'll see, see Nintendo backpedal and be like, oh, hang on a second. Like, eh, eh, eh. and then here's the mm-hmm. new Switch Pro Here's model. Switch Pro, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like attach like a faster drive or something to it or a faster yeah. graphics card. And be like, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so annoying is they didn't even need to have to do that much. You know, no, they didn't. It just needed to be just just <laughs> slightly better. Not not that much better. Just slightly. Like, not doesn't have to do 4K like everyone was predicting. No. Like, that's just mm-hmm. insane. But, you know, to be able to play Hyrule warriors uh, at you know anything other than 20 frames per second would be lovely and it would be great because that game and the frame rate on that game is pretty bad and yeah. it's upsetting did kind of bring <laughs> this up last week where we thought that um the announcement of switch oled model was just <sighs> underwhelming and mm. that's probably why they didn't announce any hardware announcements in their nintendo direct uh for e3 because oh sure like what a lot of people knew? had great feedback. No, I think like they they had everything ready and they were going to go, and everyone was suspecting they were going to announce the Switch Pro model. Um, and then they said, "No, we're going to keep it software only." And Nintendo Direct had a fantastic response at um, like for a lot of fans, for a lot of Nintendo fans, because you know launching uh, Breath of the Wild two, etc. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome! This is a great Nintendo event." And I'm like, I'm so glad you didn't announce your hardware at that event because that would have just been like, oh, what yeah. a bummer. <laughs> like, so I'm just that's picturing... what we were discussing last week. Potentially, did they think mm, hmm. this this might go either way? Let's let's wait until after the the E3. I'm picturing watching the Nintendo E3 event where after they announced Metroid Dread and they were showing yeah. off the new stuff and 
in the chats in those videos, like everyone was like, Nintendo wins E3. Nintendo, like they didn't, they didn't show that much. Like, all right, right. I mean, they're good Nintendo games. I'm happy Metroid's coming back. We're all happy that there's another Breath of the Wild. But did they win? If they had dropped that trailer for the OLED model, they would have been like, boo. Right? So, mm, yeah, yeah, it seems a little bit underwhelming. And maybe, Adam, you have a point. Maybe they did, like uh, Valve, maybe they did actually come on the wings of that being like, hey, the Switch OLED model is like really disappointing. Does anybody want to like hype up, like ramp up production for this Steam Deck and like let's put a trailer right now and let's put a i'm sure it's definitely um you know it's coming out at the end of the year and i think that wasn't the initial plan but the announcement of it just seems very timely that whether or not maybe maybe it wasn't ready for is it a week after the oled announcement yeah yeah and just because i have these like kind of questions that just seem a bit like you know like the the choice of games that they've chosen for it you know it seems very like even the the hands-on that some of the people are having with it, like IGN and stuff, it just seems very structured and, and similar to the way Cyberpunk was handled in some ways. Mm. It just has me I a little see. sus, that's all. I had a question about the Steam Deck. I don't know if anyone knows it, but does the Steam Deck stream games? I don't I didn't know. see that anywhere. You probably can. You probably can, but I would imagine you would have to install more software it was kind of it does come with like a steam it comes with your steam os like adam said before and it's more just like here's your access to your steam library let's play um Mm -hmm. and you can hook it up whether you stream from it i'm not sure one of the first thoughts i had when i saw the trailers and the stuff the advertising all the marketing had like there's a person playing control in on their steam deck like they're like this is actual gameplay running on a prototype and then all i could think about is how nintendo had control on the switch but mm-hmm. only in stream form like it right. only runs streaming on the switch because oh, the console really? itself can't handle actually playing the game mm-hmm. okay well, that makes sense yeah so that was one of my yeah. first thoughts is, is it streaming the game or is it actually imagine you could i don't know does steam have uh i know you can stream from your pc Mm-hmm. But, but do steam think... have a cloud-based streaming i, I don't I know, know if they have yeah I'm so likely it could be streaming from your home pc maybe i did though when somebody um because i didn't actually see this on social media first somebody else had mentioned it in a group chat um and they said something like the the steam deck and i thought they made a mistake and they missed out the r for elgato stream deck yeah and then somebody was like oh no it's just announced check out this article and i was like this is extremely close to an Elgato Stream Deck. Like, I, mm, if you I try, if you type it into Google, it actually tries to you. correct you. auto correct it. Yeah. So I'm kind of <laughs> I'm wondering why like they went with Steam Deck. Like I I wonder like how did they? Surely they must have been like guys. It's very close to Stream Deck. Is this going to well, be that's an probably issue? The reason. Like, nah. Right. That's actually what I was going to say because it's close. Really. That's why they went with it. association thing yeah and also just being kind of clever with the name as well yeah that's fair but yeah i literally thought somebody was making a mistake i was like that's i was going to make Mm -hmm. a joke uh because they said something about a steam deck and i was like it's gonna steam your clothes and then somebody thank god put in a link after that and i i didn't make my joke so i i saved myself looking like a damn Ah. fool (laughs) in that group chat (laughs) I just pictured um, yeah. an episode of Trailer Talk or something happening where 
you make a totally. joke before you know what it is you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I don't know if I set myself up for a segue or not, but I also want to get more from Anthony here. Um, like, how have you been, sir? It's been a while since we've had on. It's Yeah, it's been a crazy year, hasn't it? Oh, for sure. Lots the world <laughs> going Wild. spiraling. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I, I mean, I'm doing okay as well as anyone is these days. But yeah, it's been it's good to be back. I've uh, missed this. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. We're it's happy to, to have you. We were really happy to hear that like, you wanted to come on and like, we're always saying to people, like, if you want to come on, just let us know. And we got you on, sir. And we get to talk about a new Resident Evil game, if nothing else. Like, we got a new Resident Evil this year. Yes. <laughs> you see, uh, did you see the delay of uh, Reverse yesterday? I did not see that. And that's very disappointing. Shut. <laughs> when was it supposed it, to come out? It was, it, it was announced. To, originally, it was announced to come out alongside Village. And then it was announced to come out in July. Mm. But oh. they never specified when in July. And now it's next year next year wow oh wow that's a big back that's a big delay wow but that's okay like sorry catch us up on what reverse is it was uh it was included free with resident evil village it's a third person online versus game using Mm -hmm. existing resident evil assets um basically Mm -hmm. uh you get to play as uh various human survivors and then you have the ability to change into various resident evil creatures cool. as well yeah i was oh, hoping I it would scratch that itch of like the old resident evil outbreak games kind of thing mm. i would hope it pushes that similarity i don't think it's going to do that because it looked more like it was was it a pvp game but there's zombies so you're fighting the zombies yeah, while was... you're trying to kill each other kind of oh. thing yeah entirely pvp um i'm amazed they i mean I won't go too far into it, but I'm amazed they haven't, there, there isn't some Resident Evil outbreak thing underway because every single comment that I've seen in, in regards <laughs> to the, the, the delaying of Reverse is just like, cancel it and make outbreak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop what you're doing. Outbreak. Yeah. It's a great opportunity like... for you guys to just stop what you're doing and make outbreak. Really how games work, but. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's something that I don't know why Capcom hasn't move forward with a cooperative online resident evil game in that sense you know grant with the grander scale than just the co-op that like resident evil 5 or 6 had mm-hmm. and actually being an outbreak 2.0 you know and you know don't make it left for dead make it resident evil make it like you have to work together you have to solve puzzles you have to work you know teamwork but mm-hmm. while fighting off hordes of zombies like it could be very resident evil and not you know we don't want to just copy left for dead or something like no don't I don't want another Left 4 Dead. I want Left 4 Dead. The model actually is, have you ever played the Resident Evil board game? I've heard of it. I've not played it though. It's fantastic. And you can have up to, I think it's up to four players uh, you can play in that one. But uh, the the way it works is that you're pretty much checking each room of the the mansion. Mm. You have to get a specific item to unlock a specific door, et cetera. Mm. Um, But you don't, all the little cards, I guess, are kind of turned over, so you don't know which is which. So you as, as players need to make the decision of whether you should split up or stay together and, and to um, complete that. I think that kind of that mechanic would, great, would work honestly. really, really well in that, yeah. um, that kind of survival horror co-op. Yeah, especially if they did it um, very, I would say, rogue-like and made it like randomized everything so you never yeah. know what you're going to get. And it would change the experience every time you played, especially if it had that mechanic of, okay, if we stay together, 
we have better chances of surviving what we run into. Mm-hmm. But, but if, if we, we split don't, up, you know, we, it's faster to collect things that if you had that mechanic yeah. and that balancing, mm-hmm. I think that would be Because that was one of the things as well. It's like the longer you take uh, in the board game, for example, it would, you, you have to roll the dice and things would spawn. Mm. And it's always, you don't know what would come after you. And obviously you want to try and get through as quick as you can. So yeah, there is that kind of against the clock mechanic to mm-hmm. it as well. Yeah, that actually sounds like the better <laughs> missed opportunity <laughs> online Resident Evil game. Then, I mean, Capcom's been doing great these last few years. Like, I can't knock them for that. Mm-hmm. Like, they've really made a massive comeback in my mind as a fan of Capcom and the series that they own. Like, they mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park with Devil May Cry Five. Resident Evil Seven was a massive surprise to me. Like, I did not think I was gonna like that game until I finally played it, and I was like, "Oh, this is different, but still really good in its own right." Um. And then, of course, Resident Evil 2 Remake is probably... It's a better version of one of my favorite games of all time, so I can't really complain. So I just want them to do good. (laughs) What would you love to see next, then, apart from just Outbreak? I've been wanting them to do the remake of Code Veronica. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I want that, too. The true Resi tree? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, Resident Evil 3, especially the way they remade Resident Evil 3. I I loved it. I enjoyed the hell out of Resident Evil 3, but it's like, this is a different game. Especially with the new one. was like, you can beat that game so fast, it takes like five hours to get through it. And that's on like a a first playthrough. (laughs) It was a strong narrative experience, but you lost a lot of the... It it was... Arguably, it was like a better narrative experience than Resident Evil 2, but Resident Evil 2 is a more complete game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to think about uh, I just one of my friends that I haven't seen in for a while. I just saw him, you know, last week, and he was talking about trying to go back and play the old Resident Evil, and he's like, "I can't do it. The tank controls, the clunkiness." I'm like, "That's my favorite part. <laughs> I don't know why." Yeah, yeah. I love Nothing it. It's like nostalgia. PS1 classic and trying yeah. to play the director's cut of Resi is just. I love it. Yeah, and then brutal. the Resident Evil remake is again one of the best horror games of all time. I think. What's your favorite uh, Resident Evil game then? For me, it's still two, hands down. It's always two. Two was in the remake or the original? The original. The original (laughs) Resident Evil 2. It was one of the first games on PlayStation I ever played. It was the thing that made me stay, or I was like a hardcore Nintendo fanboy as a kid. And then I saw Resident Evil 2 at a friend's house and I went, I need a PlayStation. (laughs) I see. And then Resident Evil 2 came out on Nintendo 64 the next year. So, With Greenblood? I don't think so. I don't remember. I know Nintendo did censor a lot of their games, though, for yeah. a while. I still love uh, the fact that Resident Evil Zero was supposed to be a Nintendo 64 exclusive. A 64 exclusive? Yes. You can find wow. videos online. There's uh, in-game models and play sessions of people playing Zero on the 64 with Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 style graphics. Jeez. Wow. So I when like did they the, um... plan the development of that? Because it became a GameCube, right? It, yes. It, it became was... a GameCube exclusive for a while. Yeah. So did they just scrap and start again? Yeah, I, I watched something that explained it, what happened, because back then Capcom signed a deal with Nintendo to make three exclusive games for Nintendo platforms, one of which was Zero, the other was Beautiful Joe, and I forget what the third one was off the top of my head now. Um, but I think there was something with Zero where something to do with the timing of when it was going to come out and when the the GameCube was scheduled to release that they ended up pushing it back and then they just redid the whole thing using the remake engine. 
Oh yeah, because okay. then it came out after remake. And did both of them yeah. come out before four? Was it? Yeah, they were both before four. Four came out yeah. right after that. It was like bang, bang, bang. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just, I just like the, uh, the, the true Resident Evil three was Devil May Cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, uh, the history of those those games is just insane. Oh yeah. Um, was that three or four? That one. Because it's the same creator, isn't it? The of four, it was. It was supposed to be Resident Evil Three was supposed uh, was Devil May Cry, basically. Mm, okay. um, but then they released Resident Evil Three, which was going to be called. I think it was going to be called Resident Evil Nemesis or Resident Evil Desperate Escape, depending on the country. And then, um, they, because they wanted another installment, they kind of to legitimize it, they added the three. So Devil May Cry then became the official uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Four. And then they eventually decided oh, right, that it was far too different to yeah, be yeah. Resident Evil 4. So, yeah, this funny is, how uh, it turns out. I'm it? looking at Peggy and she's mad Googling over there. Like, I, I don't know any of this. I don't know any of what you're talking about. I remember that, though, too. Like, the whole thing with Ill May Cry was that was them uh, developing, like, uh, melee combat to play in a Resident Evil game. And then it got more and more faster paced and action full. And they're like, okay, this is becoming its own separate yeah. thing i think there was a video you could find of uh, dante's original character model was leon or something like that oh yeah could you imagine if they actually did release that as the next installment in resident evil like i would have been like what the fuck is this yeah it would have <laughs> you would have not have had a great series like devil may cry mm-hmm. but it would have ruined a great series like resident evil it's it's so it's so funny how like a great game like that, but titled incorrectly, could just ruin two franchises essentially. <laughs> oh, there oh, it is. Oh, there it is. I think the first time I played Devil May Cry, I think it's uh, Code Veronica has a demo disc for this in it. And yeah, I was it like, does. what's this Devil May Cry game? And I played the demo probably a million if, times. <laughs> and I was like, this is if amazing. I, if I was in the other room, I would now pull out my copy of Code Veronica with the demo disc. Oh, I had that right <laughs> See, oh my God. It's like, yeah. Here you are. Ah, 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 cry. Ah, I did this last time I was on too, where I'm like, I got games with demo discs. That's great. I know. <laughs> it was uh, Zone of the Enders, which is still sitting here. Wait, so what were you, what was Adam and uh, Anthony's favorite Resident Evil game then? Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think mine is mine is probably it's, it's either two or three. I think it's I think it's two, original two. Thanks. Yeah. I assume original, unless you say remake. So, uh, Adam, mine is four, um, purely because I was too shit scared of Resident Evil uh, <laughs> until four. Four mm. would have been the first one that kind of was approachable for me. So because of that, and it, it's actually very close to Metal Gear mm. in many ways which is like my favorite game of all time. You know, you've got essentially the codec in it. I believe uh, you. I've never thought of it that way, but you're, I, I think that's absolutely a great comparison. Like you said, the codec. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely the, in terms of the boss characters in it as well, the way they just kind of are totally interwined into the main story. Mm. Um, and just, I think that is probably the most badass protagonist in the Resident Evil series. I know Leon's in them throughout, well, that is the pinnacle Leon. Well, except, even still, like <laughs> four solidified Leon as one of the main heroes of the franchise. Yeah, because he's 
been in so much since then and now like he's in all the animated movies he's back in the new animated show if it wasn't for four he probably wouldn't have made such a big comeback i agree yeah and it's nice to see that guy i i like that the direction that they took with his design where they didn't want this big macho dude Mm. like the way chris redfield is in in five is just a little bit comical and over the top where he was just really sleek and he just looked like a secret agent didn't he best line in all of resident evil village do you know what i'm talking about anthony yes yes i do yeah i I think i know (laughs) what you're talking about (laughs) yeah they 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 make a joke about yeah they reference chris punching boulders in village and i'm like ah that's great and i love that the (laughs) merchant references the merchant from four too yeah yeah like that to me it was immediate like oh this is great (laughs) i don't think that up too yeah really interested to see uh what dlc we get for village at some point because they're working on it aren't they yeah i'm honestly hoping and i know this is like hope against hope but i'm hoping that there would be more of lady d um i think that like it has to be right like i'm sure there will be yeah the castle has been like people's favorite parts of that game and it's like it's the very beginning and it's over so quickly so um i'm hoping because it's such a fan like so many people are so enthusiastic about this that like Lady D has quickly become one of the most identifiable, sorry, one of the most identifiable characters in the series, and a lot of people like a lot of fan favorites as well. So I hope that any DLC for it would would focus around her. her. It'd be great yeah. if they did a DLC of her like creating her daughters or something like yeah. that. So yeah, or even the, like the, isn't there a letter um, yeah. in the house or something where he's like, oh, they keep saying that they're going to toy with me or, or drink my blood or eat me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, play as that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the guy writing those letters. It's one of the one of the maids. Oh, that was It could be the maiden uh, demo just cool. gets expanded into a full DLC or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I'll play for that. Right, me too. I think I'm it's so smart good. that you're saying Lady D. Like, I'm just going to say Lady D instead Lady of... Lady D. Lady Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu. Well, you see, the problem is, like, in the game, they refer to her as Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. And we have all been corrected, especially, like, when we did it on Trailer Talk, that um, Dimit- Dimitrescu is te- technically how it's supposed to be pronounced because it is Bulgarian, I want to say. Mm. Somebody from Bulgaria, anyway, like, commented on the on the YouTube channel. They were like, hey, if you're going to use an Eastern European name, please pronounce it correctly. It is. And they spelled it phonetically as Dimitriscu. Dimitriscu? Dimitriscu, yeah. Um, right. So I was like, um, cool. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, it's a surname. And there's so many people who pronounce their own surname differently. So, uh, yeah, I can I can relate to that. I don't even know if I pronounce my own surname right. Is it Pavia? Is it Papois? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it is Pavier because Pavoir would be V-O-I-R or V-O-U-I-R. So the I would be towards the end. Oh, the way they're getting hung what up I know on of, like this. the voir in French. Hmm? <laughs> the voir. They're hung up on the surname and not the fact that anyone has a um, an accent that's nowhere in I that know. region. <laughs> it's so random in every single gameplay I've seen as well. And even when I was playing it for the first time, because I hadn't watched anything before I played it, I was like, why are you all American? Like, where did this come from? Why are we all from America? And we're just in the slap dab of like middle, like Europe, Eastern Europe, somewhere. Mm. I'd love to know the reason for that. Cause I, that used to always annoy me with um, uh, MGS3. Um, and I know they kind of have a reason for it, but I, I don't buy it. And it's like, they're supposed to be in the middle of Russia yet. They all have American accents. Right. I know that it, I know that it was disgusting. Oh, like really? in the uh, 
in the process they, they discussed whether or not to do accents and they eventually decided not to but i'm not sure why the only the only thing that i could think of why they wouldn't is a they would all be doing a different accent so like there wouldn't be like a universal eastern european accent right like a lot of people would be doing uh close to russian a lot of people would be doing close to maybe french so there would be inconsistency so that's the only reason why i would think that that's why they avoided those accents is rather to be a consistent American accent because there wasn't anything wild in there. It wasn't like New York or so I felt you know, Heisenberg. Although yeah, Heisenberg was a little wasn't bit quite accent. identifiable. Um, he kind of had like a not as strong as Peter Stormer, but like a little bit. You know where it's yeah. like I can't quite get where I know you're exactly from. What you mean yeah. yeah, yeah. He almost seemed like he had a bit of like a southern twang kind I of, but yeah, but like southern, you, but you yeah. can't really. You can't nail it down. It's like, okay, there's ways that he says says certain words and phrases that it kind of goes there and then it doesn't. And you're like, oh, no. Also, okay, no. Mm-hmm. wasn't Lady D English? Yeah, she has an English accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I don't know. Maybe then the, the inconsistency comment is out the window because they are completely inconsistent. Well, no, care. they are it's inconsistent. It's you know just, what's but they're not European. They're so inconsistent with their inconsistency. <laughs> there you go. You don't have to worry about it at that point. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I think what's more interesting is uh, like a week after I played through the village, um, we were watching this uh, mysteries at the museum or some reality show that talks about like real life things. And it like goes into the history and the details about it. Super fascinating stuff. Mm -hmm. But literally a week after I finished the game, one of them came up and it was talking about this woman who lived in the middle East somewhere like Bavaria, something not well, somewhere over there, some middle Eastern area and she came into inheritance of a castle and then she became known as this mistress of the castle and she had all these female servants that she like abused and tormented and i'm like is this the real life lady d that they base this game on or the character on and i'm like it had to have been like it was this whole legend and mythos about this character this woman who lived and essentially tortured young women and it's if you compare the the two it's like they're one at one essentially like they were thinking she could have been a vampire but it was a lot of there's a lot of legend though it's a lot of legend it's a lot of you know false history kind of stuff going on there but still i thought that was great (laughs) yeah well that's interesting i didn't know that yeah yeah check it out yeah good good point Anthony. i'm also excited to see what they're going to bring for dlc for village yeah um do you think they were working on like uh i like (laughs) I could imagine that they were working on one DLC and then decided that, oh shit, we got to get our shit together and get this um, all on Lady Dimitrescu now. Mm. Honestly, I feel like they were probably looking at a DLC and online and that's probably what why they have to push one over the other. They're like, there you go. There's your answer. That's why reverse was pushed back. That makes a lot of sense. This is a theory. It's a theory that they were like, okay, you know what? Let's push back the online and we'll focus on online later and where we can actually just like work really hard, get the DLC out for um, Resident Evil 8 and then go into online when we can actually have time to figure things out and i'm sure there could still be covid restrictions that are also messing them up there oh for um, sure uh yeah. the covid the, the covid, COVID. <laughs> the COVID. <laughs> oh that the covid the covid <laughs> the old covid anyways uh we're getting a little long on time here um fun tangents good tangents i i appreciate mm-hmm. it yeah do we want to touch base on some trailer talk this week 
which I you, don't mind if you're short you guys, for time. We you don't can, have to, but oh no, no rush. I was just trying to segue without a good segue. So oh, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I did not watch Trailer Talk. I was a little busy. Um, so it's gonna be on. I'm Pagan. pretty sure though <laughs> you were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're the first person that the tall that told us about the Valkymer documentary. Remember. Were we in a group chat? Were we on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like know. like you said that there was going to be a Val Kilmer movie, and I'm pretty sure my response was, "What do we need a Val Kilmer movie for?" Uh, and then I watched this trailer, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I mean, take Val everything Kilmer back. was I'm a so sorry. badass for a long time. So yeah, he's unreal. But I didn't see why we would need a, a film about him. And then I saw the trailer and what the film is, and I'm wholly appreciative of of what this is. Like this is a piece of like cinema that will have documentation from like when handheld cameras were first created basically because he was like oh my god i have to get one like it's now publicly available i have to have one and even kevin bacon is in the trailer being like oh that's cool you got a video camera like that's wild (laughs) like i think that's so cool i guess i guess without context the kind of the notion of like this actor is making a documentary about themselves is a bit self-aggrandizing right um uh, so kind of the, you know, with the specific circumstances of Val Kilmer, it, it makes a bit more sense and be able to see the history of um, his time in Hollywood is going to be, it's going to be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of looks like those, uh, um, I was listening to the Friendship Onion podcast. If you ever heard that one, um, mm-hmm. Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd were talking to Elijah Wood about, they used to capture uh, like they'd have photographs of their time on the Lord of the Rings sets and they'd have a computer you know just the first time it was like when digital cameras were, were a thing mm-hmm. and he would have them all their photos put onto their laptops and both Elijah Wood and Dominic's laptops were stolen so they lost all their photos of the oh. times that they were on oh. but it's kind of that thing where it's it's just it's, it's Valve's time making movies and just capturing the behind the scenes and just, mm-hmm. it kind of has like a rock and roll kind of vibe to it too there's a um yeah it's a kind of a video that others didn't think of doing that mm. there's so many actors yeah. out there that you would love to see you know i'd love to see ian mckellen's you know documenting his life on set of all the different movies he was on and stuff like yeah. that uh yeah it looks really interesting really unique it's, it's odd that it took this long to get something like that yeah, and I think it's a good time as well because I think like when he was diagnosed with cancer is when he started putting this all together. Um, and then he's obviously had his operations and third, and I think he's still undergoing treatment. Um, what is absolutely just insane for me to just comprehend is the narration on this movie is by his son. That sounds oh. exactly like him. Exactly like Val Kilmer because oh. at the mm. in, in the trailer, like when we were talking about trailer talk, I was like, how is he... How, he how so is shocked. he narrating this? Because he actually speaks through, um, like a, oh, like a, a voice box pipe. now. I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's you know it's permanently covered, and it's completely changed him and and who he is and how he's going to perform. But here he is, like talking in this narration, being like, "When I was younger, and when I was," and I was like, "How the fuck did you preemptively <laughs> do this?" And then realized it's his son. That's um, interesting. So super fascinating. And he is still being cast as well. Valkymer has projects coming up mm. um, in, in other, uh, like in other projects, other films, movies, TVs and stuff. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this whole thing has affected his performance and then 
are they going to do ADR with his son? Are they just going to write it into like he's got a cameo in um, Top Gun, oh, okay. uh, in Maverick? So, like, how is this going to to change? And I think getting context. I'm wondering for about the timing. Life on that. now, because it's going to be interesting. The new Top Gun movie was supposed to come out like a year ago, wasn't it? It mm. was. It was supposed to come out last year around um, New Year's. Because I remember Christmas trailers for the New Top Gun movie coming out back when we started the podcast, and like I think I, there was a lot of talk about them playing Top Gun on Retro Replay. Yes. And I, I, I was like, "Oh, there's a new Top Gun mo- movie coming out," you know. And I now- had uh, I'd scheduled all of that, Dan, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, let's just because it was also Free Guy as well," and I was like, "Oh, this is great. We could play something mm. cool." And and then Free Guy got pushed, and then so, so did Maverick, and then so did Black Widow, and everything. And I was like, "God." Damn, everything's getting oh, yeah, wild. Ruining my content. Um, I remember seeing trailers for Free Guy in the theaters like two years ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. So they had all, uh, especially Top Gun as well, had had been due to release mm. last year, but they pushed it. Too. Oh, that's right. I can go watch Space Jam. <gasps> Let's go. Bye. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm bye. kidding. No, I just remember like Space Jam's on HBO Max now. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> So I mean, like, are you guys gonna go see that? You you saw trailer talk, um, Anthony. What did you think? Um, I thought it was really interesting. I was, I'm a, I'm eager to watch it. I'm a, hope I'm hoping that it will be very uh, honest about his experience, and not kind yes. of rose colored glasses. Um, but I think it, I think it's it's interesting to kind of have that long of a, a history in an industry to be able to look back on and, and see how it's changed and your involvement with it's changed and how your life has changed in regards to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested in it. Was this trailer talk live? Yeah. Okay. Did you guys bring any replayers on for it? We had waited, um, but nobody had come in, but I believe mm. there was technical difficulties. There was uh, a replayer who reached out to say that they had tried to come in, but it, it didn't work. So oh, that's too bad. unfortunately not this time, but it, next week when we're coming back live, potentially given schedules are all li- aligning. Um, we're gonna try and see can we can we help um, with like sort those out? But no no replay guests this week. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Anthony though I think it's not going to be that kind of rose colored glasses view on Hollywood and his experience. I think from the trailer anyway, that's my perception that he's going to really be very honest about this. And um, what Drew had mentioned in trailer talk, going to be showing you parts that he had pitched for that he didn't get. Mm. So like I think there's like. Uh, almost like a self-tape or a pitch for platoon there's like stuff in there heat um things like that that he he actually never ended up getting uh i don't know that's the thing like i'm wondering now is he going to show us like behind the scenes processes of all that um there was another particularly controversial film or something i thought that he was involved in drew will be able to comment (laughs) whatever (laughs) that was Uh, but there was a film that there was kind of like mistreatment or something like that or like arguments going on behind the scenes oh but... uh island of dr monroe right that's it yes 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 oh, that's a uh, movie. yes Th- thank you anthony thank you for paying attention i remember that saving movie. my butt um yeah so apparently there was a lot of controversy in the back of that like there was a lot of arguments and stuff and he was mm. filming during that so we're we're interested to see like what's gonna what's gonna surface where's, from where's the, the good uh, juice, the, the juicy, juicy tea yeah, the, the juicy tea. stuff uh yeah this this is exciting this looks very exciting very interesting i need to watch the trailer for bell and then i'll watch the trailer talk i like to do that i'll watch the trailer separately first yeah yeah i have to say though like i did tear up um when i watched it because it just looks heartbreaking Mm. and to have 
pretty much like your your vocal cords have been ripped from you in a way that you can express yourself uh like it's your livelihood right like acting and stuff of like that is heavily reliant on your vocal cords it's not the only part let's face it like there's a lot of parts that are uh, mostly just um, facial expressions of body language and that's fantastic but like especially coming from theater um, and Mm. and projecting and stuff and having that like completely taken away from you god that must have been devastating it hasn't messed his career he has still he is still getting parts and roles because he's Val Kilmer right Um, but (laughs) I'm so interested to see this process because that must have been really hard so it's an interesting kind of retrospective on on a on a life in a sense. I mean, he's not past or anything, but to his going forward, of, you know, his involvement in the industry will be different. I think before I, I think before I knew he had cancer, um, I was listening to a review of the film The Snowman. I think the the one with um, Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. and there was a someone had mentioned that he's in it, but all his speaking lines, his back is to the camera. Which I never really, I, I, in, in, now that I'm thinking about it now, that makes sense in retrospect. But at the time, it just seemed like a weird thing to pick up on. Um, Interesting. And that's why I think potentially they're using his son for ADR. Because he, um, he also is wearing scarves in his new films. Like in mm. Maverick and stuff like that. I think he's, uh, you can see him in the trailer, I think. And he has got a scarf on um, or something to cover his neck. I guess neck. it's so fortunate that his son happens to sound a lot like him. <laughs> unbelievable honestly when you watch a trailer that blew my mind because i was like i'm pretty sure he must have done this like before he had surgery or something and then like filmed all of his um audio his voiceover and then just edited towards it or like did multiple takes or something Mm -hmm. and then drew was like no i think it's his son i was like holy crap that's amazing (laughs) um yeah and it sounds so much like him yeah, it looks like a really interesting, uh, an interesting project. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Definitely need to check that out. Um, yeah, I think that's going to just about do it for us this week. There was no retro replay to speak of this week, unfortunately. They had planned an Uncle Noli, but I they guess, uh, or was it going to be a live, a live it stream? It was going to be a live stream, yeah, but unfortunately, they no couldn't. one's a busy man. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he's got a lot <laughs> to do. How dare he have a job? <laughs> How dare he? Damn you. Damn it. Anyways uh but yeah this is a great talk and um catching up with some old replayer guests that we haven't had on in a while i mean that in the best of sense old replayers. Yeah. i'm the oldest excuse replayer me, here so <laughs> that's true i'm 78 Every, no one <laughs> right. thank you that's right I keep it tight. what are your secrets yeah. you i stay indoors i play lots yeah. of xbox that's it yeah there's oh. just no sunlight exactly He's preserved himself in the AC. <laughs> like a mummy. <laughs> like, yeah. Just Keeps it well always preserved. cooler than it should be, just so that he's preserving his skin. I'm expecting the kind of like a Shh. American Psycho style morning routine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, like the, I spend every day, I wake up and I put on 10 layers of lo- lotion and moisturizer. Yeah. And then I chase people with chainsaws and screaming. Whatever works. <laughs> whatever works if you gotta chase people with chainsaws so, that good so can you years. try that without the lotion and see if it still works because i just, find the chainsaw bit just a yeah little bit all easy. you gotta do is bathe in the virgin's blood afterwards that's all 
Ah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, that took a turn. American Psycho, come on. That escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, why don't we get your socials and anything else you guys want to share about yourselves, and we'll close out the show for this evening. Uh, let's kick it off with you, Adam. You've got a podcast yourself? I do have a podcast. Ah. Um, the Brothers Take, if you want to listen to more of my shite. Um, <laughs> your shite? <laughs> my shite. Oh. Uh, we're on YouTube as well as, uh, I suppose, whatever podcast service you want. Um, um, our Twitter then is, is at the Brothers Take. We're also on Instagram as well. Nice. Nothing for personal. Oh, you could if you really wanted to. It's uh, at Twitter would be at Harbinger nine two six. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which yes. your name, uh, your Twitter profile name shows up in our credits every week because you did our artwork so yes it's true <laughs> oh there you go so just there it is yeah there it is <laughs> <laughs> and uh anthony what you got so. um i think i'm on instagram and twitter as the ant-man cometh um i occasionally make game posters the quality ranges mm. uh yeah you can find it on there can All right. confirm awesome. it's the ant-man cometh <laughs> you can't confirm it's big <laughs> well uh you can find me at pagan plays on twitter and at pagan underscore plays on twitch and instagram sweet and of course i am stark evil vash which has been the handle i've had for fucking 19 years at this point <laughs> so that's where i'm sticking with it stark evil vash on any platform you might look for me upset for the twitters that's where i am stark e vash s-t-a-r-k y v-a-s-h and i love that movie enough i'm going to keep making that joke every single time <laughs> I feel like you should clip in the why from Drew Carey. I've, I've done it. I have clipped okay. it in before. There's especially in the olden days time. when I, I was real try hard on the YouTube. I clipped in like the gif of the <laughs> to yeah, over it. So, but uh, yeah, that'll do it for us this week, everyone. Thank you for stopping by. Um, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to join us on the show, like these fine gentlemen, you can mm. email us at threeplayerpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can also reach us there. Or if you want to reach out to Pagan about stuff for Retro Replay, you can reach her at members at retroreplay.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also join us on Trailer Talk Live. Um, it is a members-only perk. So if you do want to join up, you can go over to Retro Replay on YouTube and click on the membership tab, and that will show you every tier that we have available. Um, the like, If you want to join us on Trailer Talk Live and discuss something or share your thoughts, it's open to all members. So nice. feel free to click in and join. And if you have any questions, members at RetroReplayShow.com. It's real fun. should do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. With that, it's game over. Have a good night. Goodbye. Bye. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.